Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing today? This is Ryan Greenwood. Um, I recorded this interview in St. Louis at the Hulk's house, Aaron B. And um, we had a fun time. The first part, I did an interview with Titters, Tyler Matthews, and Andy Storch came in. And I forgot to ask Tyler some of these questions. And I asked Storch, Andy Storch a lot of these questions too. So we get about halfway through all the questions and then we just start talking about anything and everything. Um, I hope you enjoy just as much as I had the opportunity to sit down with these two awesome brothers, gentlemen. Um, they're doing great things in this world and they truly inspire me and that's why I love bringing them to you. Uh, hope you enjoy. I'm Remix the Dad. Catch you on the other side. Hey guys, how you doing today? This is us awesome uh, <laughs> special event. I got the Storch and the Titters here with the remix. Yeah. Uh, we're just gonna do a candid uh, interview. Not really an interview, just a recording of awesome conversation. Yeah. So uh, let's go. You ever hear? You ever listen to other podcasts when there's like? It's usually it's an interview. Like my podcasts are interviews, but. Sometimes there's another person on, it's like two people interviewing and they start to have a conversation mm-hmm. and you get that feeling like, man, those people are having fun. Like, I wish I could be in a situation like that. Yeah. And then the one time. day you're just sitting here with two cool guys, like having a conversation, <laughs> conversation on a podcast like yeah. and you're like, oh dude, I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's we're, me. We're here. That's we're me. Here. I've arrived. Yeah. This isn't the entrepreneur hot seat. This is just the, the Hulk's house chill seat. That, that's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. So what happens on this podcast? What kind of questions do you ask? Um... I ask about music, um, then I ask about kind of like a morning routine, kind of like what what you do, yeah. and then I ask about um, kind of a reflection, and then what kind of legacy and what kind of vision you want your, for your future, for, for your for your family, or for you, or for even just the world. Let's get into it. So um, this is crazy right now. This is awesome. Um, so like. Who's your, who's your favorite band or artist? Oh, who's my favorite band or artist? Um, I, I, you know, I, lo- I love all kinds of music and I listen to all kinds of music. Uh, but I would have to say all time. You know, sometimes people post that question on Facebook like, you could pick one band to listen to yeah. and you're stuck on an island. For the rest of your life. Yeah, for me, hands down, would be Dave Matthews Band. Nice. I, I could listen to them all day, every day. I know some people are like, oh, sellout, you know, they're so popular. I don't care. I love them. No, I love their music. It's good. <laughs> they, got, they, have some, they just have some good melodies. <clears throat> just have some great tunes. I yeah. can just, yeah, jam to, exactly. In fact, I, I travel a lot <clears throat> for work. <clears throat> you know, I'm all over the country all the time, whatever, and I bring this little uh, UE Boom speaker with me everywhere mm-hmm. I go, and I set it up in my hotel room. And almost always, the mic go to when I'm getting ready in the morning, like, to get ready to go to a meeting or something, is Dave Matthews Band. Nice. Yeah. Okay, okay. Glimpse into the life. 
Very nice. Uh, what uh, what would be your favorite album? I, I know we're in an age where we don't listen to albums anymore. Yeah, I mean, but, I'm guilty of that. I, even though uh, I grew up with albums, I'm total Spotify, you know, shuffle yeah. play junkie now. But, I mean, that first album, was it Under the Table and Dreaming? Yep. Or Ants Marching was the song, right? Under the Table and Dreaming, I think. I mean, that was just epic. But there's been so many. They've all been good. And all yeah. the live albums are good. I don't know if I could pick one. Okay, okay. Well, uh, could, do you think you can pick a favorite song? Uh, like, like your go-to song, like something's, something's going wrong for the day and you just need a song just to calm you down or like you're, you're going to the gym and you're storching it up um, with, with your pose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, 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 what song would you, would you go to? Yeah, I have, uh, I'm trying, I'm looking at my phone right now because I think it's, um, I think it's Dancing Nancy's. I think it's the name of the song. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Could I have been anyone other than me? And I, I love the, I love the, the melody and the jingle and the, and the beat. Um, and I don't know, I'm not, my wife was here, she'd be like, this guy, he, he never listens to the words of songs, he doesn't know any songs mean. <laughs> so I might be completely interpreting this song wrong, but I think what I love about it is kind of like, I could have been anything you know, and you could be anything, and you don't know what's going to happen, right? And it's all about who we meet, and who we run into, and what we decide, and decisions we make, and it's just, I don't know, it just makes you think about possibilities. Yeah. And yeah. Um, what you were talking about when I heard you on your interview, Tyler, about, you know, never giving up and keep trying to do stuff, because you got to, and you don't know what's possible yeah. until you get out there That's and do true. it. All right, all right. Well, I got a word association game. I forgot to do it with Tyler. I, was, I apologize. No well, he's going to jump in here. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do it with Tyler then on this. Uh, and Andy. And Andy. Of course. Um, <laughs> and thank you so much for coming on. This is totally unplanned, which is amazing. My pleasure. Um, so the first word is going to be dad. What, what, what do you think about when I say dad? Dad or dad? Dad. dad. Oh, dad. 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 I'm a little tired, so, so father. <laughs> Faja. I'm going to defer to you. So initially, when I, when I think of dad, initially it went to fear. And, and then That's now, and, and, and from my past, you know, my dad was a very abusive man. And so I was always afraid of the idea of my father and also being a father. But being in the Alliance has changed my mindset, now it's excitement. Now I'm, I'm stoked to be a father. I'm stoked to be the father of my four children and uh, excited to see where that, where that takes me. So I know that's more than one word association. Well, I'm, I'm just giving you the word, but yeah. you, you, oh, yeah. you, you, what do you associate with that? Yeah, what do you associate with it? It's interesting, like, I, I think language is so important. It when is. you say dad, I just think of my dad. Yeah. And but if you say fatherhood, then I think of all of the responsibility and the purpose and the um, fulfillment that I get from being a father yeah. and okay. some of the things that I might have learned from my own father for, you know, good or bad. Mostly good. I didn't go through nearly the challenges that you, you went through, Tyler. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to not use a, use, a, use a word, but I'm going to use a name. Okay. A little, little shout out to what do you think about when I say Larry Hagner? Oh man, Larry Hagner, 
servant leader, mm -hmm. um, creator of a tribe, mm -hmm. uh, someone who has tirelessly worked to create a community that allows us to bond and meet great friends and connect yes. and learn and grow. And uh, so it makes me happy to think Larry Hagner. Yeah. Amen. Um, for me, it's definitely lifesaver mm. and legacy giver. Just because mm. I first got a hold of Larry um, early on in his podcast career. It's like in the, he was in the 30s of the episodes. And what, uh, I was in a dark place, um, considering suicide, ending it. And I reached out to him. And the question I reached out to him was, what do you do when you have no hope to move on? And, and I thought, uh, you know, he's like, hey, send me, send me something on the podcast, questions, we'll put it on the podcast and answer it. So that's what I was thinking, you know, I'm like, hey, maybe I'll get on there. He emails me back and goes, what's your phone number? We need to talk. And I was blown away. I was like, what? Yeah. He, what? Seriously? So we talked for, I mean, over the course of three weeks, probably, you know, three times. Got me in contact with Paul Gilbride, who, uh, after I told him my story, he was like, dude, you need, you need help. You need help. And that was the journey of, of me getting to where I am today. And uh, if he hadn't reached out, if, if I hadn't found the Good Dad Project at that time, I'd either be dead in jail or divorced and not see my kids. Wow. So uh, he's definitely a game changer for me. That's powerful. What a legacy. He, he is, yeah. He's, he's, he's an amazing man. Well, that's, that's, that is powerful. For Tyler, I got one for you. <laughs> okay. Hulks. 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 Um, the life, doing life together. You know, the Hulks being uh, you, Ryan, Reggie, Shaw, Chris Artunio, Jeff Graham, um, and myself. Uh, without you guys in my life, um, I would have fizzled out of the Alliance a long time ago, and I would not have taking it as far as, as it has. And um, I would be mediocre now. You know, I'd, I'd, still, I'd still be part of uh, the bigger dance group probably, and I'd still be listening to podcasts and trying to better myself but alone. I wouldn't have my, my guys around me, so. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, Storch, for you, uh, the next word would be alliance. Why don't I get to talk about the hoax? You want to talk about the Hulks? I, I yeah, you, know, can, you can talk about talk the Hulks. Talk about the Hulks. Talk about the Hulks. Let, well, well, yeah. let, me, let me tell let, let, Let's hear. Uh, the Alliance has been a game changer for me. It's a tribe. Mm -hmm. It's a group. It's a community where people can come together to support each other, challenge each other, hold each other accountable, uh, where people are building relationships and making long-lasting friendships. And the Hulks... Which I didn't even know that's what you guys called yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, it's a group of guys that are bonded so closely that epitomize that like nothing else. Because I know about you guys, because I'm good friends with Reggie, and I've known you guys, and you guys have been in the Alliance as long as I have. I mean, we're all like OGs, if you will, like right. going back, you know, pretty far back. And I mean, I remember when you guys all flew out to Vegas for that first meetup. And, uh, you know, all the FOMO I had. <laughs> How much I, you know, was, felt so, so sad I wasn't invited. 
but you know, that's you guys had formed this really tight bond, and you've continued with that. And you know, you, you Ryan, you mentioned how these guys supported you and pushed you to get this podcast started, mm-hmm. and Tyler, how much it's meant to you to have that friendship. And I know for Reggie how much that means for him. And, um, you know, everybody needs and wants that, but a lot of us don't have it, right? A lot of guys, Larry likes to say, most men are going through life in quiet desperation, right? A lot of guys don't have that friend or friends before they find something like this, right? They've got some of those guy friends that they can have conversations about sports or the weather, but who can you call when you're feeling depressed or you got in a fight with your wife or... Um, you know you're unhappy about your sex life or you are thinking about changing careers or um, you need someone to uh, push back on your bullshit excuse about not wanting to make another rap album like who oh touche touche you need those friends and in fact I heard it earlier in the week from another mentor of mine it's 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 deep but it's you know who's gonna who will carry your casket yeah. Amen. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That's a great Do you have those people? And you guys have that. Hopefully no one needs to do it for a long, long time. Hopefully. But you got it. We uh, uh, kind of piggyback on that real quick. Um, you know, being at the summit today, a lot of guys were asking me, like, hey, you know, how, uh, how, what, what's the next thing? What do I need to do? You know, I'm struggling in this struggling in that I'm like you need to find yourself a tribe you have the alliance yeah. and that's 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 your bigger tribe but you need to find four to five guys yeah. core guys that you can talk to every single day that's right. either through text or calls or whatever it doesn't matter but that you guys can do life together come together as a brotherhood mm-hmm. a small brotherhood a small tribe and when you're going through the crap of the life of your life you can lean on them and you trust each other with everything that you have with every aspect of your life you know you guys have become my best friends to the point where I can't talk to the person I've known since sixth grade about some of the stuff that I talked to you guys about you guys know my inner inner being whereas he 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 not only gets a part of me because unfortunately he's he's not up to par he really isn't you know I bring something up and he just blows it off whereas you guys take it seriously and you're there for me and I don't know that's that's the one greatest piece of advice if I had to leave anything is get four to five guys that you trust immensely and just work from there. Tyler, do you stop and appreciate the fact that not only do you have that, but that people are coming to you for advice? No. I need to. But I get just so wrapped up into it. And then and then I sit down like now and I think and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Dude, honestly, I was proud. I was, I, just, I was proud of you because I've heard you, like multiple times this weekend, talk to guys like that. You you've told a lot of the newcomers in the alliance, find somebody, find find four or five guys and talk to them, and just just the response from them has just been priceless. Sure. So. And and I guess I guess to to, to specify, I do appreciate that, but not in the moment. You know, not not when they're asking me. I don't think that. I'm just like, yeah, of course, you you need these people. And then when I sit down like I am now and I'm thinking about that, I'm like, my goodness. If I had someone telling me you need to find a core group of guys 
three, four, five years ago, how much farther would I be right now? Where would I be right now? You know, how, what type of legacy would I be leaving my kids at this very moment? Because five years ago, I got this group of guys in my life who pushed me and, and poked me and said, man, you can do better. We're not taking your BS anymore. You're going to get up and you're going to, you know, work out. You're going to get healthier for your kids. I'd be so much farther in my life. It's powerful. Yeah. Well, I think I think we've been given that opportunity, but also I think we've been given that um, res- not obligation, but responsibility to do that for future men. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. yeah, you do. As you've been learning and growing and uh, getting better, and you said Larry Hagner and these Hulks and the Alliance has saved your life, mm-hmm. you almost have an obligation to pass on your wisdom and advice to help others. It's like we heard a powerful story today from our friend Scott Brown yeah. in the Alliance yeah. about how Jeez. his friend who he wasn't even talking to saved his life with just his social by, media posts about running. Just by posting fitness stuff, fitness mm-hmm. updates. And so he said... And I, I don't know if you guys noticed this or, or saw this, but I was, sitting, I was standing in the back when he was talking about that. And he goes, so that's why I do it. That's why I post my stuff and I'm unapologetic about it because right. I want to inspire people. And you know who you know who was standing up behind me, pointing like it's me. You're inspiring me, R- Richie. Nice. Uh, yeah. I don't. How, Richie Eisen. Yes. There, there you go. Yep. He was like, dude, right here. Yep. You know, you're inspiring me with yep. your stuff. Yep. So it's happening. He's passing on that legacy. That's right. And it's 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 legit. It's there. It's happening right now. We all have the power to inspire each other all we the do. time. I use that as validation for all my, uh, my my gym selfies, but I told him that, and you know what he said, which is, this is the validating thing that makes you feel good about what you're doing, is, uh, you know, I told him that, you know, kind of joking around, and he said, he said, no, man, you inspire me, you push me to go to the gym more, yeah. he said, you did that this morning, because this morning I got up at 5.30, and I went to the gym at 6, and I texted Scott, and I was like, where are you at? And because uh, I knew he was, he said he was going to go for a run at seven. Mm. And uh, before he went for his run, he went to the gym and lifted. And he said he, he did that because I messaged him that I was at the gym. And this is, and it doesn't have to be the gym, right? right. It, it could be, be some type of you know, meditation, mental health. It yeah. could be, um, you know, doing stuff you need to get done for a work or a project or your your business, or it could be anything. But it's having those those friends around you who will not just support you but push you to do the things that they know you need to do and you need to do and hold you accountable to do that yeah, stuff. I agree. I agree. Definitely. Uh, and one thing I got to say, I think you need to push your uh, podcast a little bit more. I don't, I don't see them pushed enough on Facebook. Okay. So, like a marketing <laughs> standpoint. All right. Okay. So. Thank you for that feedback. So, but other than that, I, I, I love your podcast and I, I'm not so much of an entrepreneur myself yet. I'm going to say yet. But um, why do you think I started the podcast? Why do I think you started the podcast? Yeah. Because you're the fucking, you're the freaking storage. <laughs> it, um, it just flew out of me like unicorn, yeah, unicorn yeah, flying yeah. in the air. Yes, just, just like I that. Mean, dude, I wanted to start a podcast. I wanted to make connections. But like, I desperately wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I had that side hustles if you will for many 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 years well, what, working a full-time job and I wanted to become an entrepreneur so what's the what what better way than to start interviewing other entrepreneneurs and what, go go ahead Tyler. sorry I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say so Tuan was speaking today 
That's right. Juan Nguyen, who yeah. was a long-time entrepreneur. A long-time entrepreneur. And Ottawa, Canada. Oh, brilliant dude. Yeah. Brilliant man. Made the comment of um, starting businesses. I think someone had asked him a question about it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, just do a podcast about this or something about that or a blog about that or a blog about this. I want to be a writer. I want us to tell stories, right? Yeah. So exactly what you said. You wanted to be an entrepreneur. I had this thought in my head of why not just a podcast of talking to authors about why they wrote their stories. I'm like, that's brilliant. Dude, that's why I started my second podcast, which was to get connected with the people that I wanted to talk to. And as with anything in life, if you go into something with no expectations, so... And I get to be disappointed. Exactly. So there's, you might think about starting this podcast, and I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have some tendency or fear to say, well, what if nobody listens? And Bingo. the answer is that, who cares? Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. No, you need right. to no, get started, right. because if you interview all these writers and you learn a ton... You're going to be better off. You're yeah. better off. And yeah. maybe a couple people will listen, and they'll learn stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and, and then you're really winning. Yeah. So, so I agree. can you describe what your two podcasts are about? Just a general oversight? Sure, I would be happy to. Uh, so my first podcast is called The Entrepreneur Hot Seat, and uh, it's a show where I interview uh, entrepreneurs from all walks of life, both millionaires and those just starting out, um, about the things they've accomplished and their challenges. Um, and it's kind of morphed over the last uh, year, or so I launched it in May 1st, 2017, so it's been a little more than a year. I've interviewed about 90 entrepreneurs so far. And um, I, I've just learned a ton from it, and I've had conversations with really great people that I wouldn't have otherwise had that conversation with. Right? Mm -hmm. And Twan Nguyen's been on my podcast, and Larry Hagner's been on my podcast, um, and people like Aaron Walker, and yeah. you know, I just, Ooh, yeah. and people that I look up to and admire. And uh, so it's been fantastic for that. And. I don't, I don't think I had like much expectation for who was going to listen to it, but you know, I, people do, and I'm always just completely humbled and surprised every time I see a post by Ryan Greenwood of here are the cool podcasts that you should be listening to, and I'm in there with Hal Elrod and Ryan Mickler and Larry Hagner, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, well, you know, what's, you know what's crazy? My, my friend Andrea, she's actually been on the podcast. Uh, she... Uh, introduced me to how Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning, hmm. and then two two years later, yeah, about two years later, yeah. I'm on a conference call with the Dad's Edge, right, with Hal Elrod, Elrod. yeah, and I would have never, never dreamt of that, yeah. So it's it's right. cr it's cr crazy. I was on that call too, and I had Hal on my podcast recently. Yeah, yeah. And that was a great was... episode. Yeah, thank you. And that was, uh, and that's like, again, like amazing to me that that happened. It's because I started this podcast. That also happened because uh, I went out and built relationships. I went to his conference. I met his assistant. Mm -hmm. I built a relationship with her. Um, I've stayed in touch. I've supported his brand uh, and, you know, made sure he knows that I'm a big supporter and a fan. And uh, so it, I think it made it easier to, to make that happen. But having those conversations, uh, it's really led to some, some great relationships and, and some great stuff. And it inspired me to start the second podcast, which is the Talent Development Hot Seat. And that's more of a niche podcast. It's focused on talent development or leadership development in big companies. Mm -hmm. And that's 
my main business is like selling and running training and development in big companies and and really I used it as a an excuse to interview prospective clients nice and my idea I came up with this idea when I was at podcast movement the the big podcast conference uh, I was out in Anaheim last August and I was like what if I start a podcast because I'd seen what happened with the entrepreneur hot seat where I would, could reach out to someone like Aaron Walker and maybe he's not the right example because I think if you reached out to him for help he you know or something he would take the time to talk yeah. to you but you know some some really like successful entrepreneurs and asked would you be on my podcast and and I don't think they would normally take the time to talk to me but they said yes and I was shocked and I'd go to my wife who my wife is Courtney is a former journalist and I was like look I could just enter, enter, you know, this is a great way to get people to come on. They're just saying yes. And my, as I mentioned, she's a former journalist. She's kind of like, duh. Like, you know, <laughs> I used to interview everybody. Like, people want press, right? They right. want to be able to tell their story. Right. So I learned that. And I was like, well, I'm having a hard time getting in touch with a lot of these prospective clients. Why don't I start a podcast as an excuse to interview them? And I really don't care if anybody listens or not. Right. And I'm going to build authentic relationships. I don't think I'm getting them on and selling them or whatever. Right. And it has absolutely worked. I've, I've recorded 13 interviews so far. And uh, I think I've booked 20 or so. And uh, about half of those were with people that either I'm pretty sure they would not take the time of day to talk to me. Or I had reached out to them previously to set a meeting and they ignored me. But when I invited them to come on the podcast, they said yes. Yeah. And then I had got them on, a, you know, got on a Zoom call with them, you know, a video call face to face, and we had a great conversation. And we're building relationships, and this is not this. This is for me for sales and building relationships, but for you wanting to talk to authors and have those conversations and learn from them, it's a. I think it's a perfect venue. You know, talking to musicians, whatever it is that you want to talk, you know, the people that you want to talk to, they're more likely to accept your request if you are interviewing them and giving them a platform to share information mm -hmm. with multiple people versus just sharing with you. And I'm not saying a lot of people wouldn't want to just share information with you, but we all have only so much time and people are trying to be careful with that. Sure. So I, I, think it's a, I think it's a great excuse. And I think it's probably even, frankly, it's, um, it's better for you to uncover more information because if we're just sitting around like, Ryan asked me to come over and have a conversation and we're just sitting around and because it's so casual, you don't ask the real questions you want to ask. But sure. when it's an interview, you come with these set questions and you start asking these profound questions about like, what does it mean to be a father? And yeah. you get this like deeper information to come out. Exactly. So I think it's beneficial on both sides. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. It really is. Yeah. Well, with that being said, um, my next question is actually, so you have the entrepreneur hot seat. Mm -hmm. And then the talent hot seat. What other side projects do you have coming up that you're <laughs> excited about? You don't have to share if you don't want to, but well, first I launched I, I launched the talent development hot seat based on the one year anniversary one year anniversary of the entrepreneur hot seat. I'm only launching one podcast a year at this point. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so the next fifty years, have, right? So yeah, I could have fifty podcasts. Has it only been a year since your? Since it's been a year, yeah. And and by the way, I launched that as a result of joining the Dad's Edge Mastermind Group okay. uh, in January 2017. Because Larry Hagner said, okay, you guys all have to set 90-day goals. And I was like, well, I've always kind of thought about launching a podcast. Like, let me go ahead and do that. And then, uh, and then going back to what we were talking about earlier, I said I was going to do it. 
And a lot of times in the past, I said I was going to do things, I didn't do them. Mm-hmm. But now I've got ten guys looking at me, going, "Well, this guy said he's going to start a podcast. Is he going to? Do, is yeah. he going to do it? Is he going to do it?" Yeah. So then I'm like terrified of letting these guys down. So I'm just out there like booking <laughs> interviews and just doing whatever I can and making sure I launch it on time. And I did. I launched. I had like twenty interviews in the bank when I launched the podcast. Well, I, I remember hearing something about that, and yeah. then. When um, Hagner always teases me about it. <laughs> when uh, when uh, Wes Chapman and and uh, Wake the Hero or whatever. Yeah. Uh, in that group, I I posted something along that too. Is I, I want to within the next ninety days or so because mm. I, I thought about what you were you were talking about. Yeah. And I said that too, and sure enough, that's what I did within the next sixty days. I started this. Yeah, because you put it out there. Uh, and then now you have some level of accountability, right? Where you're, you know, people are looking at you, and, and you need to go out there. Uh, you need to go out there and deliver. And I and I and I started and I started it. Uh, Morning. What's up, buddy? Yo. We, we, we got the rest of the Hulks in here. We're doing an interview right now. Oh. Look at him. He's like, sign up for this. What was the? I definitely did. What was what was the question about? The podcast. Oh, what was the next? What's the next thing? You asked, right? For for you? Yeah. 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 What's what's the next uh, side project, side hustle, or any hobby? Or it's, it's funny you ask that because I'm actually planning that out now, and I had a, a rather big breakthrough this week, just yesterday, at another uh, mastermind retreat that I went to in Pittsburgh. And uh, it was about, I've got the, the business I already mentioned, selling and running training development. It, it's going really well. Uh, I'm building a foundation to make it even bigger and make uh, a lot more money. And I'm excited about it uh, and the difference I can make in people's lives with that in the corporate world. But what I'm more excited about is uh, the vision that I have to continue to, to get out there more and uh, inspire people to live their life more intentionally and consistently and do the things consistently do the things they need to do that will allow them to really love their lives so I want to get into more speaking and coaching and um, things that will allow me to help more people and build a business and a brand around that and I think it's something I've been thinking about for a while I've been laying the foundation through basically a a social media strategy for lack of a better word you know building the personal brand um, with all the things I'm doing Uh, but the next thing is I need to start I need to get started and go out there and start speaking mm-hmm. and um, putting myself out there more to do that type of stuff. So uh, I have a speaking thing tomorrow. I don't know if any of you guys want to come. I think we'll be there. Okay. I, we'll be there. I, I got something going on. I'll try and make it. Okay. All right. So if you guys can make it, um, <laughs> it's at the uh, Missouri down, downtown Missouri Athletic Club, whatever it is. Uh, so I've got that, but I'm but I want to do more of that. Um, I've run a mastermind before. I, I probably will start another one of those. It's something that's been on my mind for a while, and just get it, start getting into more of that, so that I can eventually build it into a bigger thing where I can start having an impact on more people. Sure. Because I am invigorated when guys like you say you've been inspired by me, and I just fills me up and I want more of that and I want to help more people and I want to inspire more people and so I want to do more to, so, to make that so happen. So is, is one of the ways you do, like, you, you, you prep for this stuff, is it by doing push-ups with Nick Elkins on your back? <laughs> <laughs> so 
I, you know, Nick wasn't very clear in that post. That was actually Ken Carfagno on my bike. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I do, you know, there, there's, it's kind of a joke about like, I, I do push-ups in different places. The airport. And yoga and push-ups at the airport. Uh, but that's all part of building the, the, the brand. And that's actually part of, you know, it, it seems sometimes like maybe I'm showing off for other people. It's something I've been doing for myself. And what we all need to do more of, which is put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. And it's Because fun, we though. know that growth comes from that. Yes. So it's fun though, right? And it, and it and becomes it... fun. And I'll tell you a great example of that is that I have been known to do this because I've done some push-ups in the airport a few times, some yoga in the airport. And the first few times I did it, I was nervous as hell. And a few days ago, I was in the Houston airport on Facebook Live and Reggie Shaw challenged me to do some push-ups. And I didn't even think twice about it, and I didn't care. I got up, and I was like, oh, I wonder if anybody saw that. I don't really care, because I've done it before. Right. Because when you put yourself in that uncomfortable situation, and you start doing it over and over again, eventually, you don't care about it anymore. It becomes the norm. Right? It, it becomes the norm. It's not a problem for you. you know, the, when Chris Letourneau talks to us about you know, turning off and not taking your phone with you when you go out with your family on the weekends, he's sitting there on his phone. Um, (laughs) but I bet, you know, at some point, at some point he discovered that and he found a reason why he was motivated to do that for a reason. Um, and I bet the first couple of times he did that, I know from experience because I've tried to do it because I've been motivated by him and others that it was freaking hard. But if you keep doing it, then it becomes a normal thing. Like, Oh, it's Sunday. I'm not taking my phone with me anywhere. It becomes a habit, right? Just like going to the gym every day, just like other things that you want to do that you need to do, just like our friend Reggie Shaw has done in transforming his health and becoming who he is, being a healthy person is who he is, and so he's doing that more. But originally, he was really uncomfortable, right, and put himself in an uncomfortable situation, and he had to keep doing that until it became the normal. And um, tonight was another great example of that because we, uh, I don't know if you guys were up there when we went upstairs to the, the rest of the video. Dirt. Yeah. So Reggie and I both rode this bull, <laughs> and the mechanical bull. To be yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if anybody, if you're from Texas or Oklahoma, this is like no big thing. Like you do this every Friday night or something, right? I've never freaking done this before. And they got, they got was, a few of them in Colorado. And I was scared, man. I was scared. We ride llamas in Oregon. Llamas. Okay. So, but uh, Dan Zayner, our friend Dan, went up yeah. there and did it first, and I, you know, got to credit him for jumping up there. Um, and then no one else was doing it. And so I jumped up and did it. And the reason I did is because I knew that it was uncomfortable. First of all, no one else was doing it. And I know people wanted to see someone else do it. But second of all, I knew it was uncomfortable for me. And I've challenged myself to consistently keep doing uncomfortable things, take to take risks, to, you know, calculated risks, to do things that are, that are scary to me and be the first one to do it mm-hmm. if I can. Dan beat me to the punch tonight, but to be the first one, to, because I know that that will build, help me grow, yeah. but it will also inspire other people to be willing to do that. Yeah. Because a lot of times we sit around and we wait for someone, like, who's going to go do this? Because I don't want to be the first one to get right. on that freaking bull, right? Uh, but when someone else does it, they're like, okay, you know what? He did it, and he didn't die. Mm-hmm. And in fact, not only that, but like, we worry so much about judgment, right? But when he fell off the bull, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so if I go there and fall off the bull, like people are not going to think I'm an idiot. They're going to think it's pretty cool too. Yeah. 
right? So it's not a big deal. And then Reggie went and did it. And of course, he upstaged me by pulling a like hot girl out of the crowd and bringing on the with the pole with him. But oh, I'm sorry, did that yeah. not happen. Yeah, yeah. D- disclaimer. Disclaimer. Um, nothing bad happened. But uh, no, he lasted on. He was longer on there than I was. It's the city slicker from New York. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> called it Billy Crystal. Yeah, exactly. But we both did it, and I know Reggie was scared too because I saw him, and I know him. But he went and did it anyway. Right, and there's also that great quote that everything you want is on the other side of fear. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And growth is always comes from getting into your, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. And so that goes back to starting a podcast yeah. or, um, you know, reaching out to writers that you admire to see if you can talk to them to, to learn how to become a better writer. And uh, anything that you want to do, you got to take that chance. And going back to what Tuan Nguyen told us today, yes. that the difference between yes. him and others is that he didn't waste a lot of time planning. He went out there and did, did something. It. He took yeah. some action. He wasn't afraid to fail. And he, he failed, and, learn, failed and, and, and he failed and he failed and he failed and he failed and he learned from it. And I, you know, to be completely open and vulnerable with you guys, one of the things that's been holding me back from pursuing this vision of mine sooner is that fear of failure and that idea that somehow I need to go from zero to you know, speaking in front of thousands in a day, and it's not true. I've got to do the little things along the way. Right. I've got to try things, I've got to fail. And the fact is, and I'm not making this up, I was, a wise person told me this just a couple of days ago that trying those things and having those failures and sharing that with other people about how they got there makes you more real and, and, yeah. and makes it more fulfilling for you along the way. And I gotta say, you know, Ryan's not the only one who's inspired by you and, and what you do. I mean. Uh, for me personally, it's it's definitely I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your authenticity of it all, um, and I can guarantee you that the you know Chris and, and Reggie are the same way, you know, and that that's us here. Not to mention everyone in the alliance. I mean, we all look to you as one of the one of the key members of the alliance as to this is how he did it, you know, and he, he learned the hard way, and we're learning along with him, you know. And inspires us to go. <laughs> Excuse me, I have dancing that, um, to do. That, that was that was Reggie messing with his phone uh, about about titters because he looks like one of the guys from the Bee Gees. <laughs> Just staying alive, staying alive. Before we get distracted with that, I, <laughs> yeah, I want to so, I want to <laughs> show my appreciation and thank you for that because I really do appreciate that. And that, like I said, invigorates me and emboldens me to go do more. And honestly, I didn't expect this interview, this interview, this conversation, to be recorded for the podcast. And I appreciate it. <laughs> I didn't expect this either, but here we are. So, no, dude, so much. Uh, like, my 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 brain, my heart has a big old like smiley face. Not a boner, but a big old <laughs> smile right now. Uh, so so thank you so much, man. You're welcome, thank you. And then I also I also got the rest of the Hulks in here too. You guys want to chime in a little bit? Reggie? Chris? Chris? Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, I, think, good. I think we all inspired and build each other up. That's what the whole are about. Reggie, how did, you feel when you got off, how did you feel when you got off that bull? Uh, what a rush. Right? Uh, my heart, my heart was pounding. My, yes, but you know what? It, it wasn't even that, that I did in front of everybody. It was that I was, I learned this word, brave. Yeah. Bra- bravery. Bravery. Yeah. 
Uh, and where'd you learn that? At, at some sort of conference today? At this conference I went to. Yeah. It wasn't really that good. No. 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 That happened this week? I missed it. Atrocious. <laughs> I think another guy's supposed to be speaking at it tomorrow, but it, we're, we're, I think we'll miss it. Yeah. Can, I, can, can we talk about that for a second? I think it's this is something I learned that I think is so important for people to know about this stuff. We talk about getting out of our comfort zone, and I mentioned that I was really scared to go up there, and I said I know Reggie is too, uh, was too is that it's so easy for us to look at some of the, the people we admire and the people yeah. that we think maybe they have it all figured out or that, you know, they're, they're out there like selling or doing whatever there is or connecting with people. They're getting on stage, doing stuff and think like they have no fear. I wish I could have no fear like them, but it's not true. Everybody has fear. Fear never goes away. They have fear. They have just found a way to conquer that fear, to move past that fear. And that's bravery. Yes. That's courage. They found a way to overcome it and say, no, I'm not going to give in to this fear. I'm going to go do it anyway. Yep. The, the, the best things from my life have come from bravery when I turn back and think about it. Yeah. Isn't like, that insane? Like yeah. getting that money? Get, get, get that dollar. <laughs> getting that dollar. D, 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 DJ Reggie. So, any other thoughts, Chris? We're we're just we're just off the wall on it today. We're just, we're off the top. No, I think it's so true. Off and he said it like you know. Off the wall. Off yeah. the wall. Michael Jackson off the it's wall. Coming. Like I mean, bad. I mean, very often we see we see people's highlight reels on Facebook where yeah. You know, like what Andy said. I yeah. mean, everyone has their struggles and everyone has their has their wins. And you know, one thing to keep in perspective is that you know, although someone might show that they might be winning at life, they're they're always going to have their struggles in the in, in, you know in the behind the scenes. So. Yeah, it's true. Everybody struggles something. Nobody has it all figured and, out. And if they say that. they do, they're lying. That's right. I mean, it's just it's, it's lying. You, if you're not a human being, if you don't struggle. That's right. Want to hear an awful dad joke? I think you've heard many. Already. It's from me, especially. Um, <laughs> Come on. You know why you can't trust Simba? Because he's lying. lying. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Stupid. And then you got Reggie over here. Thank you. <laughs> Reggie, got any got any thoughts? Um, yeah, man. Um, just just get brave, you know. And you know what? If I would have failed in front of everybody, I would have been so supported. Yeah. 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 I would have, and you know what? I would have embraced that. I think that would have been really good for me, actually. Had I failed. What would a failure have been anyway? You already tried it. Yeah, yeah right. you fell off. I mean, really, the I think the only failure in that situation is thinking I would like to go do that and then not do it. Yeah, and, and then have regret. Right, and then regret, and then seeing other people do it, and everyone going, "Oh, look at that cool guy!" And you're like, "God, I really wish I would have done that." Yeah. But you know what? I didn't think anybody would think I'm an asshole. Excuse right. My language. If that was a bunch of other people, I don't. I wouldn't have done it so easily. Yeah. Because I I would be like, oh my god, you know. Right. What are they gonna think? What are they yes. Gonna think? Yeah. And no judging. It's a, it's a no judging zone. Right. With, with our guys. So. Right. But the more and more we do stuff like that, the more it, uh, the easier it becomes. Yes. Definitely empowers us too to like try more things outside of just like recreational stuff too, like projects and podcasts and and, and writing stories and designing clothing. badass clothing and. What's something uncomfortable that we can do tomorrow or get started on soon? Travel somewhere to meet four strangers. <laughs> 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 yes. 
check one. I already did that. Yes, yes, um, yes. You know, <laughs> we're all going to be at the airport. Push ups. Sure. Yeah, we should do mass push up. The movie Escalators. <laughs> that was the right. Who came up with that one? That was Justin. That was Justin Guys did that. Yeah. that. That was one of the best. That, that really was. I came up with a couple of good ideas I haven't I haven't implemented yet. One of them could put get me in jail. <laughs> but well, and you did the handstand in in, in the yeah. Oh <laughs> man, I did the headstand in in Frankfurt Airport. Yeah. I was so scared. Right, going back to like we're afraid of judgment. Right, I was so scared. Like I want to do this. I need to do this for me, for other people. And I'm so scared. And, I, and there were these two. Um, airline employees from Lufthansa Airlines just they were just sitting there chatting with each other they had nothing to do and I kept looking at them looking at looking at them. finally walked over and, and said hey would you take my video I want to do a head, head stater and, and, and the girl goes oh my gosh are you like one of those YouTubers and I'm like well not really and they were so into it and so excited to be part of it it's like not only did I I was afraid to ask them for their judgment but what actually happened was I got, I got to do this and help myself and inspire other people. But I made their day. Like, they're going to go That's tell awesome. their friends that they had this experience and they got to record this guy doing a headstand in the airport. It's awesome. That's awesome, man. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up right there. Yep. But, uh, Storch, thank you, man. Thank you. That was, that was amazing. Yeah, thank yes. you. Thank you, sir. Thank and you. And then Tyler, Chris, thanks for, and Reggie, thanks for coming in. Peace. At the, at the end. Hulk? We got to get a Hulk's interview here soon. Yes. Like, like, like now. Another truth. Another truth. But uh, <laughs> no, these guys. No, 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 no more interviews tonight. But uh, thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for your time. Uh, I'm Remix the Dad. I'm out. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Woo!